This is Austin's Wide World of Basketball podcast, hosted by yours truly, Austin Reed. And so, in this episode, we are going to discuss some of the things that have been going on lately um, in the National Basketball Association, talking on the NBA. If you've been keeping up with the league, you know how, um, you know, Brooklyn has making all the moves, you know, trying to get you know, enough players to obviously beat the defending champions, the NBA Lakers. What I really want to talk about today is, now let's get you guys' take on this as well. Um, with Brooklyn already having Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, they went and acquired James Harden just this year. Then they go sign Blake Griffin. And then they go and sign the Marcus Aldridge, and I, I'm I'm just I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, wow, it really takes all of these guys just to beat one team, the Lakers. Like to to me, you know, because you know it 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 it, it used to be, you know, back in the day, guys would want to you know compete, they'd want to you know go against one another trying to say you know i can get my spot and i can beat you not i have to join you and so when i look at brooklyn i look at all of these these stars these well especially the the big three you know three you know mvp type players all in their primes all playing on the same team i look at that and i'm like i don't know i don't know that i really you know agree with that. I don't think that's the way that, you know, the league was supposed to go. I, 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 I kind of look at that and I go, that's a little soft, you know, and I would love to get you guys pick on this as well. You can send in, you know, a message to me, you know, you can send it on this podcast at any time. I'd love to see what you guys think about that because me, I look at it and I'm just like, really? Three superstars in their prime? And I think what it is is because, you know, I think a lot of guys nowadays are waking up and realizing, you know, Instead of us trying to trying to face each other, you know, why don't, why don't we join each other? And this is something that you know me, being a player, you know, myself, something that I've thought about, you know, being like, why shouldn't you know good players want to play with other good players? Certainly for me, you know, I like to play with other you know good players because you know a lot of people you know do think that you know the way to play is to make this game easy. That's the best way to play. If you can make the game easier on yourself and on your teammates, then that's what you should do. But I think it gets to a point where, okay, I think it's getting too easy. I think, you know, remember what Gold State did back, you know, 2017, 2018, when they added Durant. That was just, it was too easy. And so I, 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 I get I completely get you want to make the game simple, you want to make the game easier for yourself. You know, you you don't you don't want to have to work as hard. I get all of that. You know, Charles Barkley said when he left the Sixers to to go join, kind of not really a super team, but a really good team in the Suns. He said he was able to get the easiest twenty five points of his life. The game became simple. So I get stars want to go to places where they don't have to work as hard. You know, my, my issue isn't with that. My my issue here with Brooklyn is I just 
it, you know, the ratings are going down as it is already. I think that's something that people don't really realize enough when they look at when they think about the NBA. The ratings are so low compared to where they have been in years past. You know, this last year's, you know, 2020 NBA playoffs, the ratings were like the lowest that they have, I think, ever been. Ever. Like, ever. I mean, it was low. Through the basement, low. I mean, it was, it was down. And so, because pe- people are realizing, you know, we already know who's going to win. And now it's just, the ratings were already bad enough as, you know, as it was. Now you just add superstars and all-stars to Brooklyn. Everybody's expecting Brooklyn to win. It's like now it it isn't even going to be fair. You know, those games aren't even going to be fair. They've got six, six guys that could, you know, retire today and, you know, would instantly you know, be first class to the, you know, Hall of Fame. They've got five Hall of Fame guys from playing in one, you know, maybe even two Hall of Fame coaches on the bench. You know, not only the head coach Steve Nash, but um, their uh, uh, assistant coach too, Mike Dan Tony, you know, former coach of the Rockets, has ties going back to James Harden, obviously. He could also be, you know, his run of success has not won a championship yet, but his run of success could make him a, you know, Hall of Fame coach too. So it's just a lot. And like no other team has this much. I get that, you know, other teams have stars. They got two or three stars or whatever, whatever, whatever. But nobody has five legitimate Hall of Famers. You know, on their team, they have five players with five plus all-star appearances, multiple all-NBA appearances. I mean, those guys are studs over there. And it's just, it's making the game harder to watch because we're losing the competitiveness that, excuse me, that this game has had in years past. We're really, we're, we, we, I think we are kind of getting to that point. And now viewers are gonna be even less inclined to watch. Because it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's getting worse. Now, now, now I do give, now see, I do have to applaud and give credit to the Brooklyn Nets, uh, you know, GM, the guys at the top. Because, you know, if, if, if star players do become available to them, you know, who wouldn't want to sign them? I can't not Sean Marks who's doing a great job for the Brooklyn Nets right now at that GM position. I can't, you know, knock him for making the trade happen for James Harden because who wouldn't make that trade happen for James Harden? He's one of the greatest shooting guards this game has ever seen. Maybe the greatest score you know, ever seen. So who's going to make that trade for him? You know, like, if he becomes, you know, open... You have to make that trade. Like you have to become available, you have to go go make that sign. The Marcus Audrey becomes available. Okay, he has to go make that sign. Anybody in their right mind would want to get these players. 
But I look at it like first James Hunt was the first to go. And I look at James Hunt and I'm like, you were supposed to be the man in Houston. You were supposed to be the guy that could carry his team to a championship. We look at you as that guy that could bring his team to a championship. When we got you in 2013 and we gave you from 2013 to 2020, we gave you seven to eight years span to say, okay, James, you're the man. We're going to put the keys to the car in your hand and you're going to drive us to a chip. You're, you, you're going to take us. We're going to give you everything you need. Everything you ask for, every player you ask for, we're going to give you. The Rockets gave Harden everything that he could have asked for. Literally, every player, every coach, every offensive system that he wanted, he was given. And in return, he had to take that Rockets team to the next level, get them to the championship trophy, and Harden failed to do it. Year after year, he was given, as I mentioned earlier, seven, eight years to do it, and he could not do it. He repeatedly failed in the playoffs to get his team to where they thought he could get them to. And so now, now, after all those after all those attempts, after all those trials and failures, what you have now is a guy that doesn't want to compete anymore at that level. He doesn't want to be the guy. He doesn't want to be the man that everybody looks to to get it done. He doesn't want to be that guy anymore. He wants to go jump ship with his friends over there in Brooklyn, two top 10 players, two MVP-worthy players. He wants to go jump ship with them so that it could take less pressure, so that he can take less pressure. It's going to take pressure off of him. It's going to be easier for him in Brooklyn. He's not going to have to play as hard. He's not going to have to work as hard. He won't have to compete as hard in Brooklyn because he has two other MVP-worthy players next to him. So, like, that, to me, was the start of all this. Before Blake Griffin and before LaMarcus Aldridge, it was when they signed uh, it was when they signed Harden that I was like, okay, this is getting kind of soft because you're putting all these players on the same team. We're losing the competitive edge. The league is really beginning to lose it. And so now you have other guys who saw what James Harden did. And now you have guys that were just a few years ago were in James Harden's position. Blake Griffin is supposed to be the same type of player that, that was supposed to be able to lead the Clippers to a trophy. He was the man in the Clippers. Couldn't do it. Failed. Couldn't be that guy. LaMarcus Aldridge is supposed to be that guy. Not only for Portland, he was supposed to be that guy for the Spurs. When Tim Duncan was on his last legs of his career, he was supposed to be the guy that was going to step into that Tim Duncan role. And he and Kawhi were going to take that team to a trophy. And LaMarcus failed to to do that. Marcus can be that guy. And so you have guys that were for, former, you know, superstars, former guys that you would say they were the man on their team jumping ship just to go win a ring. And to me, it is sacrificing the integrity of the game, but it is also showing the character of these players. It's showing that, you know, a lot of these guys really are, you know, becoming soft and the league is becoming weak because you have players that don't want to push 
don't want to compete. They just want to go jump to the best team in the league that already had three, four, you know, all-star, MVP, Hall of Fame players. They just want to go jump ship with them and, and, and win a ring. And it's, 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 it's like signing up for a ring, really. That's what this thing is becoming. Is, is, is It will become like. It's like you just put your name on the sheet and you're going to get shipped a free a, a, a free ring come June. And it's just, it's bad. I'd love to get you guys' take on it, but to me, it's just bad. You've got these guys. It would be one thing if it was role, if it was guys that are, you know, that have always been role players or guys who are on, like, their last few years of retirement. Not guys who just two years ago were averaging 20-something points a game and were still all-stars jumping ship to Brooklyn. That is, is, is like... Okay, so we're, we're we're gonna do this now. We're gonna just jump ship. We're just gonna you know team hop and just try to go to the uh, best team in the league just so we can you know get a free ring. Because to me, I really don't have respect for players that do that versus guys that you know didn't win a ring, but they stayed in one team the whole year, their their whole career, and they fought and they competed and they 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 didn't quit. They didn't give up. They didn't team hop. Guys like. You know, Reggie Miller or Carl Malone, who stuck it out with one team pretty much the whole career and said, I'm not just going to team hop to the best team in the league just to get a ring. I know Jerome could have done the same thing. He could have just team hopped to the Lakers. He could have team hopped to Boston. But he said, no, I'm going to stick it out with this team. So I have respect for guys like that. You know, you look at Reggie Miller stuck with the Pacers his whole career, even though he never won a championship. At least he didn't, you know, go jump ship to the Bulls. He didn't, you know, say, I'm just going to, you know, sell out and go join the Bulls just to win a ring. I see these guys doing this now, and it's just, as a fan of the game, but as a person who grew up, you know, who learned to compete, not a day goes by how we don't compete. This doesn't really seem like much competition to me. It just seems like trying to get a free ring, trying to get things to go the simple and, and, you know, easy way. That is my take on everything going on with the Brooklyn Nets right now. Of course, you guys feel free to submit um, any questions you guys have. You also can submit in your response. I'd love to get your take and maybe, you know, have that discussion with you as well. That is the end of this of this episode on Austin's Wide World of Basketball. If you like it, you can subscribe, support, and, you know, you guys take care until the next episode.